Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. Thank you guys for joining me in this wonderful, that's bright, ain't it? This wonderful service. Yeah, we dark, but it's okay. I'm not going to. We dark, ain't dark, made us dark. We are recording, thank you, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to be talking about uh, critical errors of leadership, crit critical errors that leaders make. And so before we get started, I had this song that I was listening to, and then I'm also giving Mr. Caleb time to get in here wherever he's at. <coughs> How you guys doing? Y'all having a great day so far? Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen. I'll just play a little bit of this. It's Heroes. Heroes. Oh, you got me. You got me. 
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, morning, evening. We thank you, Father, for another day in the land of the living. 
Thank you for uh, Prophetess Denise, Minister Kelly, and my wife and myself and 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 and, and, and uh, Caleb in the house. Thank you, Father. We pray your blessing over the families that represented his evening. Father, we pray for the God sent word this evening. Father, we ask you to speak to us in a mighty way, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited. He got up. He got up. Come on now. He got up. On the third day. Yeah. He said Friday night, Saturday. But early. Early. Yeah. He got up. Amen. 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 We are going to be reading Exodus, the 18th chapter. It's 10 verses in there, 13 through 23. Each one of us is going to read about three or four of those verses. There may be some other verses I'm going to reference, but those are the ones that we're actually going to read today. And the basically the topic is one of the critical errors that leaders make, knowing when to lead and when to delegate. Amen? Amen. Amen. So Exodus, the 18th chapter. Exodus, the 18th chapter. Starting at verse 13. We're going to read about... Uh, four, ver four verses and somebody will read three. And it came to pass, King James Version, on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning until the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing thou, that thou doest to the people? Why sit thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning until evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people came unto me to inquire of God, when they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God, and his law. That's good right there. Hey. Where you got? Stop this. Uh, 17th chapter NIV version. Uh, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out the work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it, it'll, it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring the disputes to him. Teach, him, teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. Caleb, can you read um, 21? Exodus 18, verse 21. I will give all the levities and all the titans in Israel the inheritance in return for the work they do while serving at the tent of meeting. Okay, did you read Exodus 18 and verse 21? Oh, that's lovely. My bad. We're going to let you read 22. Katrina, can you read 21 for us? Okay. Hey, Denise, can you text me um, the login? The login info? Yeah. Did you say Exodus 18.22? Exodus huh? 18.21. Okay, hold on. Jay, stop. Who's blackness? Huh? Okay, hold on. Um, Exodus 1821. Um, moreover, thou shalt provide out all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating, covetous, and place such over them to the rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. Amen. Caleb, are you ready? Three twenty twenty two. Boys, select the capable man from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Exodus 18 and 23 from the King James Version reads, If thou should do this thing, and God commanded thee so, then thou should be able to endure and all this place shall also go to their place in peace. Amen, amen, and amen. I am uh, thanking God for uh, his grace and his mercy, his loving kindness to all of us, and how wonderful he is. Now, we're going to be having a, uh, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about, Is it a good thing? Is it the right thing to, get, to delegate when it comes to leadership? So, and we're going to be using we're going to be using Moses and Jethro's example as part of our conversation. Okay. At least I think that's the right one. 
So before we get started, everybody say hello, introduce yourself real quick. Uh, I see some people on that I don't know. I don't know who blackness is. Oh, shoot. I should have known who that was. And the blackness. Oh, Lord. I didn't see your face. So um, we thanking God for it. So what we just read was Exodus, the 18th chapter. And we started with verse 13 through 23. And so we're looking at a conversation that Jethro had with um that he had with moses and so when he first started out he's talking to moses and he tells moses what the heck are you doing or did y'all see that he's like i can't believe you what are you doing why are you killing yourself pretty much and and not allowing the people uh you know letting the people just come to you and 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 uh not learn anything, not be creative or anything like that. So he asked him, what are you doing? So when I began to think about leadership and I think about Moses, the first thing I said was that Moses was pretty much like a transformational leader. Um, and he had ups and downs. He had issues and problems and different things of that nature. So uh, he couldn't even see while he was in the midst of doing the thing, that it was a problem. He was just wearing himself out. And I see even today that we have leaders that are just working and working and working. And I don't know, uh, there are several reasons I believe that they are doing, uh, doing the work without delegating the work. And so we're gonna talk about that today. So my, my first question, my first question is, do you think that it is biblical to delegate the work in the kingdom of God? Or do you feel, it's a two-part question, or do you feel that uh, preachers and pastors and leaders are the only ones that can do kingdom work? Anybody? Is it biblical to delegate? Is it biblical? Because we, a lot of times we get people that say they don't do things unless it's in the Bible. So would you say that delegating kingdom work is biblical? I think so. That's my opinion. Anybody else? I think so too. You're muted, Benoit, if you're talking to us. He, he started, he's trying to fix it, look like. Okay. Let me figure this out if you don't mind. <laughs> it would have to be biblical because Christ delegated to the disciples and everyone else as well before he left. Even after he left, actually. So why wouldn't it be biblical? If he did it, it's biblical, right? Amen. Totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So then the next question is, why do you believe, this is for anybody, that leaders feel like they're the only ones that can do kingdom work? Because that's man-made, that's been taught to them by man, not by God. Okay. Tradition, tradition, that's why. Traditions of men, okay. Well, we know about that. Yeah. And also, I believe that uh, 
It's because of a lot of the insecurities that the leaders have. And they are afraid, some of them are afraid that if somebody get up and speak something better or somebody can put something together better than perhaps uh, they did or could, that their position would be threatened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got the traditions of men. We got insecurity. Uh, anybody else? But you have possibilities of the pride that comes with the position. That's one. I mean, there's a lot of negatives, but there's also a positive that comes out. Sometimes when you have a belief that you have a calling, you're afraid to entrust your calling into the hands of others. Okay. That's a that's a good that's a good one. You wanna uh expound on that a little bit? Expound uh when you I'll I'll expound on it. Yeah, I'll expound on it. What I mean is when you take what God has given you or instructions God has given you and you take it very seriously, it's hard to let that uh let others in on that so to speak, because you don't want to necessarily fail in whatever duties you have, but it's not necessarily on you as as much as it is the sharing of what God would have you to do. Because, I mean, you can't do it all. You're not going to be able to do it all. You know, sometimes, like I said, some people take things so seriously, you know, as far as, well, I'm going to do what the Lord told me to do. You know, that they don't want to let any other person in on it or allow them to possibly even fail at whatever they were they're trying to do. But, you know, you got to let them do what they do, you know, because they have a calling as well. Everybody's got a calling. Amen. That's good. That's very, very good. Anybody else on this topic before we move a little bit further in? Nobody? So you guys kind of hit upon what I was going to talk about as far as, you know, some of the reasons why we, I believe that leaders take on this task and don't delegate like they should. Uh, and one of the reasons, of course, was insecurity, um, pride, too much pride. Um, they didn't plan correctly. Um, they don't have bit a lack. They have a lack of vision for growth. They have a lack of trust. Benoit kind of hit on that as well. Perfectionism. These are just some of the reasons why others don't don't delegate, or they feel like they don't need to delegate. And uh, I like you know traditions of men because we know for a fact that the traditions of men can hinder us as far as being, uh, doing the doing kingdom work. But we also gotta keep in mind that uh, when Jesus came onto this earth, he had what? 12 disciples. Actually, he had thousands when you come to the, when it, when it comes to it. When he sent those disciples out, like when I was talking about that, he sent out 70 people. We only talk about the 12, but he sent 70 folks out and paired them up. So that if one couldn't get it, the other one could. And so if God did it, if Jesus did it that way, then that 
lets you know that we that it's not a one man show. That in all in all reality, that all of us need to work together for the good of the you know for God and work together for good. Now keep in mind, each one of us have different callings, and so you have to pair. You notice Jesus paired them up, so they were in pairs by like calling. And so when God puts you together with someone that's in like calling with you, then things are going to run smoothly. Now, I'm not saying the enemy's not going to have try to get in there and break up stuff. So that's because he's on his job. We're the ones slacking and getting behind. The enemy is on his job. But what we need to do is make sure that we are paired up correctly when it comes to kingdom work. Anybody have any comments on that? No comments. Any comments? No. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that paired up correctly. Uh, you have to make sure that if you're paired up correctly, that God has ordained uh, this pairing. Because if this pairing is not ordained, then uh, uh, it, 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 it's just not going. It's not going to have that flow. It's, it's, it's not going to have the blessings of God on it, because what God pairs together, uh, it, it it flourishes, it prospers. Um, like like when he when he brings a husband and a wife together, you know, when he pairs them together, the Bible says, "Let no man put that to asunder, let no man separate that." So when God, you can tell when God doesn't pair something up, but then you can tell when we doesn't pair something up. Amen. Amen. Anybody, any other comments on that part right there? So oh. any other comments? Y'all missed out on y'all y'all stuff, didn't you? What's tough? The parents. Of the couples. Oh, y'all heard. Yes. It. Okay. Yes, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Loud over here. So the other thing I want to say is I want to uh, throw this out there, and I'm gonna make a comment, and then I'm gonna ask y'all what y'all think about it. So you notice that Jethro automatically let Moses know this too much work for you. The kingdom, kingdom work is not for one person. We need to get that straight in our minds. That we are not alone on an island trying to do save the world. We are a droplet in a, in a sea trying to do our part, pairing up with who God has sent us to, to uh, make, to increase and grow the kingdom. Each one of us has our own calling, what God has called us to do, but we are only—we are not out there by ourselves. And then sometimes I'm reminded of the story of the man that there was a flood in the city and the, someone came by to get the man and he they were in the car and they was able to get him and, and he said, no, he was waiting on the Lord. And then the man, uh, you know, had flooded so far, the man had to you know, go on second second floor of his house 
and the boat came by and he said, hey, come on, I'm here to get you. And he said, I'm waiting on the Lord. Then the man had to get on top of the roof and another a helicopter came by to get him off the roof. And he told the helicopter he was waiting on the Lord. Well, we know the end of the story was that the man drowned and he asked the Lord when he got to heaven, I was waiting on you. What happened? And the Lord said, I sent you some people and you decided you wanted to come home to glory. I added that last one. <laughs> so I said that to say this, when God sends you some help, don't turn it away. Ask God what you want, what he wants you to do and utilize that move for. Uh, so you don't have to go home to glory and ask God why. But he actually sent you some help. So my comment is, do you know when it's too much for you when it comes to kingdom work? Do you know if when it's too much for you? For you alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, I'm not effective. What? Okay. And I'm not making anything happen and at some point. Um, what? I, I possibly could be a little bit overwhelmed mm -hmm. ministry or just tired. You know what I mean? Okay. Anybody when, else? When we are not uh, progressing, uh, I'm reminded when Jesus said, I or my own self can do nothing. So we in our own strength, it, it's from the get-go, it's overwhelming. We got to go in the strength of the Lord. Amen. And, and, and that's, that's our strength is in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Definitely. Definitely in the Lord. Trina? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yes, I absolutely know, but with me, God be wanting me to do it myself because I'm always looking for help. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Oh, okay. Wasn't that the question? Yes, it was. You answered it correctly. Oh, okay. Well, no, my daughter said that wasn't a question. So I was like, what's she talking about? I don't know what she's talking about. So the question was, do you know when it's too much for you to do alone? That was the question. Yeah. But with me, I know when it's too much to do alone, but God was like, go ahead and do it and I'll, but stop looking for help. He'll send me help when it's time. Right. So then in other words, you don't know when it's too much. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I don't. For help. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm yes. asking the question. Yes, yes. That is what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right, then. Okay, go ahead. I want to talk a little bit about Jethro and Moses' uh, relationship. Um, when Jethro gave his advice to Moses, uh, they hadn't just met. Uh Moses had the chance to observe Jethro. If I remember correctly, that's where Moses fled to when he was running from the Pharaoh. He went to his father-in-law's house. So obviously Moses had saw something there within his fathership, within his father's, his uh, father-in-law leadership that he admired. 
So when his father-in-law gave him that advice, uh, there was some type of foundation. This wasn't just a stranger speaking to another stranger. This was someone who Moses had lived with, had worked for, and had known his leadership ability. And so he must have been pretty effective in what Moses had seen in order for Moses to respect in what the man uh, had to say. So, uh, yes, we was never good alone. We was always, God always, God always had somebody else in mind or had somebody else in mind to help us. Our problem is we have to try to uh, 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 understand who who it is actually God has for us and, and make sure that uh, it's with and you are not uh, of the way that uh, or the way it does. Amen. Amen. Any other comments? No, ma'am. Okay. So some of the other things that we want to point out in the, when we're looking at Jethro, we know that he had to figure out that he couldn't do it by himself. He had to know his calling. So sometimes we get caught up in trying to do a whole bunch of stuff because we don't know what God has called us to do. So we definitely have to be sure in our calling. So you're doing things, busy work, because somebody else done told you that's what you're supposed to do. But you have to know God for yourself and have a relationship with him that you're not doing all this busy, busy work and you're doing what God has called you to do. When you are in a position of leadership, you have to know how to select qualified leaders to assist you. Don't just have no uh, old Joe Blow that is doing bad things. You know, nobody's perfect, but I'm saying there's certain people you know you that is not the person I need to assist. I'm sure that Vanessa can attest when she was over the uh, singles ministry, she had to figure out the people that could assist her uh, in that role. And, and Katrina as well as in her uh, nonprofit also. When you have people that are under you, it is extremely important that you give them responsibility and authority. You can't tell them to do something and then don't give them the authority to do it. You can't go back and keep trying to overdo work, overdo their work or anything like that. You have to find a person that you can trust, that you can give them that authority and then let them do the work. Amen? Amen. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else in there. Some of the benefits of delegation has to do with it. Can, you can avoid burnout. It helps you develop leaders and leadership skills in others. It helps you to spend time or gives you, opens you up for, to spend more time to obey the voice of the Lord. It helps you to encourage creativity in others. And that's pretty much all I want to say about it, but about the whole situation. So we have about six minutes. So we're going to open it up for comments, questions, or anything that's pertaining to when we're talking about this is the third critical errors that new leaders make. And is you need to know when to lead and when to delegate. 
Any comments or questions? <coughs> I, I have a comment. Okay, go ahead, Jason. Um, I feel that a lot of people that are successful or like known to be the leaders, um, they think that people that are maybe not as successful as them couldn't be leaders, but I think like everyone can be a leader for something, especially like if they have a certain calling, because that's, if that's what God wants you to do, then you can learn how to know what to do the right things. And it doesn't mean you're necessarily on above everyone else. It just means that you can be a good representative and inspiration for other people. That's a good comment, Jason. Go ahead. That was beautiful because a lot of times we don't, um, one of the things that we also learned from Moses, that was great. One of the things we also learned from Moses is that we have to have Joshua's to move forward when it's our time to let go. We gotta raise up leaders to take our places. And we gotta create, uh, create an atmosphere for young leaders to understand and learn and, and be creative as well. I love that. Any other comments? You gotta stay um stay prayed up, stay in that relationship with the Lord because He's He's gonna be the one that's gonna guide you, especially in those times when you're feeling like I don't know what you're doing. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. God will lead or he'll put somebody in your path to help accomplish um, the goals that you're supposed to be trying to do too. Amen. Amen. Any other comments? We have like about four minutes before we pray out. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that typically when, when the Lord has called you to do something, I don't think there's anything that he calls us to do that we are in ourselves equipped to do in the first place, which is why we are called to always typically depend on him. And it takes a lot of faith to do those type of things. And uh, one of my favorite things about oh, the things that I, as far as what I try to do is do what I can, do my part and let God do his. I can't do his and he's not going to do mine. And another thing was like, well, I remember when uh, a certain pastor had started a church and he wasn't allowing people who were in anointed positions to be anointed to do what they do, to do what they do. Yeah. You know, they're in that position for a reason. God has called them. And if God had called them, allow him to move them. It's not, it's not necessarily your place unless he tells you to do so. And uh, putting on more than he could on himself than he necessarily was called to do. And you can tell, you know, the the difference yeah. when you are not allowing the anointed people to do what they're do, to do what they're supposed to do and you're doing it. You know, you're if you're anointed to be a teacher, you're not supposed to be over there messing with the piano. You know. So uh, but I mean feeling inadequate to lead in wherever you are, I mean that's the uncomfortable comfortable space that God would have you in. So you're working in faith. 
So don't never think that, you know, I'm in a position or place that I am not, that I should be qualified for. That's not how he operates. Typically, he puts you in a place that you're not qualified for. You know what I mean? So he can always get the glory. So man can't get it. Amen. You know. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Any of the anyone else? Katrina, Caleb. Oh, I I don't have a comment. Okay. Blackness. Huh? Bring my truck, blackness. I'm doing Bible study. Stop okay. it. Hey, we got less than a minute and 30 minutes and we still have to <laughs> So, right. um, we got like one minute. So, does somebody want to pray us out in one minute? Blackness? I'm visiting. I'm the visitor. Oh, okay. Okay, we're going to put it on Mr. Caleb because I know he can get it done in one minute. Uh-oh. Oh Lord, Lord bless this day, Lord. Let everybody have safe travel. And let us be safe tomorrow and be safe forever. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Next week, this time, uh, we will be uh, at Elijah's graduation, so we won't have one, but the following week, we'll be doing this again at 7 o'clock. And always remember, are you determined, determined to, grow. to grow? Everybody right. have a blessed one. And thanks for right. listening. Thanks for coming. All right, I mean, I'll, I'll try to make it more often. Uh, Who is can, that, Denise? Can, 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 can I visit? Can I, can, I, can, I in, can I invite? Yes, you can. As many people okay, as you want. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm going to step outside of my... Uh,